0: I think every home educator knows that your homeschool will look different from everyone else's, but we still compare. We still feel the fear, guilt, and shame because of those comparisons. In today's episode of the All in the Homeschool Day podcast, I want to provide you some encouragement for you to embrace the unique way that you homeschool. And we'll look at three specific ways that your homeschool may look different next year and how you can embrace the choices as that are right for your family. The first way is that your homeschool may look different from year to year. We have used a variety of approaches over the years. When my children were younger, we did all of their subjects together. As they grew up, we did some subjects together and did some independently we have at times worked with a co-op or with a group of friends to do some lessons together such mainly nature study and the rest were independent there have been times that we have used outside resources such as a foreign language class or a sewing class we have used taken advantage of dual enrollment so the what we use from year to year is different because my children have different needs each year. So I've learned to embrace that what I do one year is not going to be the same as the next year, and what I do for one child is probably not going to be the same that I do for my other child. Another way that your fam- your homeschool might look different is that it's gonna look different for each of your children, and I've alluded to this. Recently, I had one client who had to reassess using the same curriculum for her younger children. Her older children flourished with the structure and the rhythm that this curriculum provided, but her younger ones needed a much more flexible approach. So she had to learn to embrace that it's okay to do something different. It's okay to not use what is the familiar and the tried and true for her because her other children needed a different approach. I had another client who realized that she had not done some of the special field trips and fun activities with her younger children because she was spending so much time focused on helping the older ones with their schoolwork, which was getting harder and a little more structured. So she started making time several times a month for just her and the younger ones to do something special. So how might your homeschool look different for each of your children and... Then if we combine that with what we talked about before about looking different from year to year, it's gonna look different for each of your children from year to year. And finally, your homeschool may look different from your friends. Okay, it will look different from your friends. You do not have the same children. You are not the same. Your homeschools will not look the same, even if you use some of the same resources. This is where the comparison trap really comes into play. It's easier for me to accept differences from year to year and to accept differences with my children, but it is so much harder when I compare my homeschool to others. I had to be so careful so many times when I've been participating in a support group, when I would be talking with friends, when I would hear listen to a podcast, read a book, anything where people are talking about the resources they used or how their children were struggling or thriving. And I had to keep reminding myself that I used my homeschool mission statement to make decisions. So I knew what we needed. I knew what my children needed. And I knew that I was making the decisions that were right for our homeschool. So let's talk a little bit about how you can embrace these differences because these differences will happen. They may not all happen at the same time, but you will find ways that your homeschool looks different from year to year, that it looks different for each of your children, and that it looks different from your friend's homeschool. So the easiest way that I can think of for you to embrace these differences is to, first of all, take a deep breath. I mean, really, while you're listening right now, take a deep breath. We don't do that often enough. And that deep breath really allows us to calm our nerves, calm our central nervous system, and allow us to get out of our amygdala and back into our prefrontal cortex or our thinking brain so that we can make logical, rational decisions. And what I want you to do is then make decisions that are based on your homeschool mission statement. If you've not written your homeschool mission statement yet, start by at least writing out your purpose. Why are you homeschooling? And what are your goals? And then if you want to dig into how to write your homeschool mission statement, I have a post that walks you through six questions that can help you in that process. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. As you embrace these differences, I want you to remember, you are your child's best teacher. You know what they need. Be encouraged and stand firm as you recognize that these differences are going to occur. They will be there. You will have that temptation to compare. But use your mission statement and make decisions that are right for your children and for your homeschool. You can do this. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.